0: Today on Legally Us, Samantha Markle appears in court for her defamation suit against Meghan Markle. We go inside Brooklyn and Nicola Peltz Beckham's wedding drama, plus why Eminem is facing off against the cast members of The Real House of Potomac. We've got that plus so much more on today's Legally Us. Everyone, welcome to Legally Us. I'm Christina and Nima Rani is off this week, but filling in. So excited to be joined by Ron Zambrano. He is the Employment Litigation Chair and Partner at West Coast Trial Lawyers. Hi, Ron. How are you?
1: I'm great. How are you? Thanks for letting me step in.
0: Definitely. Well, we got a lot to get to. Before we do, we always check in to see what everybody had to say about last week's show. And people had a lot to mm-hmm. say about Samantha Markle versus Meghan Markle. Sandra says Samantha does have a lot more power behind her. And I think <laughs> if she loses this one, she has more to come yvette says how on earth did megan markle defame her half-sister she hasn't had contact with her in 10 plus years no malice on megan's part samantha has been brutal and stalking megan um a lot of people you know either team samantha or team megan on this one
1: right right it's uh it's quite a controversial issue and you know megan's also you know pseudo royal it's, it's a fun story but it's an odd one from her sister and and the whole drama from the father it's it's probably something she doesn't want to deal with and litigation is never fun family involved it's I, I feel bad for everybody involved in the family but you know it feels you know I'm, I'm probably leaning towards uh team megan more than anything even though i'm probably not supposed to say that
0: <laughs> totally well let's dive into this one a little bit more because yeah. samantha did appear in virtual court in her defamation lawsuit against her saying that megan tarnished her name by fabricating a rags to royalty narrative. So she, like we said, sued Megan in federal court in Florida for making false and malicious statements about her to a world audience during her 2021 interview, CBS Tell All interview and the 2020 book Finding Freedom. Samantha says that Megan orchestrated the campaign to defame and destroy her sister's and father's reputation and credibility in order to preserve and promote the false rags to royalty narrative. Um, Samantha's lawyer said that this <coughs> false narrative put out by Megan harmed her client Um, And that Megan's lawyer, Michael Klemp, however, said Samantha has no grounds to sue for defamation. The judge in this case said that she was really struggling to see how Megan published her so-called defamatory statements against Samantha, a, requi- a requirement in such lawsuits. It seems that maybe this case might be dismissed now. Do you foresee that happening?
1: Uh, maybe on the technicality, especially with the comments by the judge. You know, mm-hmm. it, one of the there's many, many elements to defamation. It's a very, very old um, claim. But one of them is that it needs to be published and if the judge uh, finds that they weren't published as a matter of law. Then the judge goes, the, the, you don't even get to talk about the merits or what what harm was i think the other one is how is this uh some hurting samantha how how did how has she got some type of cognizable damage um which you know did she lose money that she lose a contract that's that's going to be a hard one to to kind of point to too because no one i mean if anything samantha's profile has been elevated because of megan so it's one of those things i think a jury would be very sympathetic in that context but yeah on a technicality could be dismissed
0: it's interesting because i think just last week nema and i were saying that a judge rule that Megan could testify. And now it's kind of changing so quickly. Is that normal as well?
1: Yeah, so a lot of the times judges who are intellectually honest uh, want to have an opportunity to hear evidence, even though they're not making a ruling as to whether something could come in or not. Sometimes very, very early, especially federal judges, they can kind of do whatever they want. They could be like, listen, on this very, very specific issue, I just want to hear what people have to say. And I might change, you know, I might lean one way just by hearing that. And it's very, very unique to the federal system with federal judges who are uh, pretty much can can rule their their castle however they want.
0: It's interesting <laughs> that Samantha is using finding freedom since Megan didn't even write that book, so how is that even being thrown into this case? Shouldn't she be going after the writers of that book for defamation then?
1: Uh, she should, um, but I guess the the theory would be that she there's a source, right? That supposedly Megan was a source. Right. Um, but, and that's the implication, but it's very bad, uh, you know, respectfully, it's very bad lawyering, very bad pleading from the standpoint. If anything, you should bring everybody in versus just concentrating on one defendant. Um, you know, it's kind of like uh, Civ pro 101 for attorneys. If you got more than one defendant, you can go after, bring after all of them so you could, you can see where the pockets are and who's likely to pay.
0: Mm-hmm. So if this case gets dismissed, is there anything left for Samantha Markle to do, or this kind of just disappears?
1: Uh, it, you would think it would lightly disappear, especially if there's a dismissal on the merits. If there's a dismissal on the merits, it can absolutely uh, should go away. If it's dismissed on a procedural issue, Technically, if she's within the statute of limitations, she could bring it back at any form. Interesting. All right. Well, mm-hmm.
0: the um Megan and Harry are still in the news, but th- in a different way because <laughs> they were portrayed on an episode of South Park. It was titled The Worldwide Privacy Tour. A source told Spectator that Megan has been upset and overwhelmed by the episode's release and annoyed by, uh, by South Park, but refuses to watch it. Um, <laughs> I mean, they they described this. So a Canadian royal couple, they described they dubbed them the prince and his wife, which clearly parodied the couple, um, they beg for privacy while drawing attention to themselves in a spoof-like way. The character that is so-called that is based on Megan uh, is a sorority girl, an actress, an influencer, and quote-unquote a victim. Well, a royal expert told Fox News that their legal team could take action. It appears that this isn't going to happen because they did release a statement saying that they're not going to move forward. But what kind of legal action could they have taken if they wanted
1: to? So. At least here in the United States, under the First Amendment and free speech, there is a very good body of law about that satire and parody, which is what South Park is very famous for, is um, protected speech under the First Amendment. And the idea is that if no one really believes this thing to be true, even though you know who we are all referring to, it really isn't going to, quote unquote, damage you. So if everybody sees something you know they've done Trump episodes. They've done, I think, Obama episodes. Everybody watching that goes, "We know this isn't reality. We know that you know these people didn't really do this at any site. This is just purely for entertainment, and no one's going to act against you know either the, the prince or or, or Megan based on what's be- in reality, right? So so that's the issue. It's protected speech. It's it's an old case. The most famous one is a uh, Larry Flick case.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully they could just take a joke and uh, laugh along with everybody. Um, and I feel like, like you said, South Park kind of covers their bases by not naming them by name. So they can't really right. be like, well, this is about Meghan and Harry and they can argue that it's
1: not. Right, right. It, well, it makes it even more... Uh, less likely to harm them, right? It's it's such satire, such parody that it's protected speech. Definitely.
0: All right. Moving on to Brooklyn Peltz Beckham and Nicola Peltz Beckham. They tied the knot back in April of 2022, but details surrounding their wedding is still unfolding and things are getting messy. So her father, who is a billionaire investor, Nelson Peltz, he filed a lawsuit against two of her wedding planners, Nicole Bragan and Ariana Grigibalda, alleging that the them failed to refund $160,000 deposit that he paid them. So he claimed that they couldn't handle the expectations of the guest list, which included 500 people, including celebrities, athletes, dignitaries, you know, A-list, A-list, A-list. So they traveled from all around the world to get there. They alleged that the planners exaggerated their abilities to deliver on their expectations, the filing states that PELTS had presented them with the opportunity of a lifetime to have their names associated with the wedding of two world-famous celebrities, which would undoubtedly undoubtedly propel into wedding planning stardom. In reality, however, it later became clear that PDE viewed this as an opportunity to take advantage of PELTS by making material misrepresentations on both their website and in person regarding their experience and expertise. Well, they countersued, um, saying that they were just hired six weeks before the wedding They were asking for more than $50,000 in damages and accusing the family of making difficult demands on short notice. So this is getting uh, pretty messy. It's interesting that it's happening almost a year after um, the wedding actually took place. Are you surprised that he's this billionaire guy going after these two wedding planners for $160,000?
1: Um, at a certain level, no, because people become billionaires by counting every dollar, right? This is, this is a classic, uh, over-promising under-delivering scenario where if, if someone, it has to be satisfied with someone's service and you don't deliver, they're going to be like, listen, I I didn't get the level of service I paid for, you owe me money back, uh, you know, and to, to regular people, you know, $170,000 is not a small amount of money. And I think, I think, um, it, it may not feel like it but i think he's right to be like listen, i want my money back because you didn't deliver it if it if in fact that's true now the countersuit i really don't understand it I, I i i could see it being dismissed out of hand like i don't know what what it's based on uh you know you're a difficult client is really not a claim um versus uh i paid for a level of service and you did not deliver that and yeah, you know, we signed i'm sure their contracts and deposits and the, the, you could follow the money So I I don't know whether or not he'll win. But at least from a a structure standpoint, he's got a very good foundation. Uh, I don't know how it's going to shake out. But you know, I I, I could see people going like you're a billionaire. Why can't you just write off a couple hundred thousand dollars? I think they're billionaires because they never do that.
0: Mm -hmm. No, you're exactly right. Do, uh, Do you feel like this will settle? Would this ever something like this ever go to trial?
1: Um, I think uh, I, well, I, unless there's something embarrassing that's going to come out that uh, he wants to not come out. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to go to trial because he would rather burn money on principle at this point because that's what he's doing, right? He's like, I will spend five hundred thousand dollars be- for principle to make sure this doesn't happen to me again and others versus you know settling because um, you know you got to you got to take your punches where you get them, and I, I would. I, I would, if I were the the, the defendants, these wedding planners uh, try to try to negotiate a deal, but they say, you know, even bad, bad news is good news when it comes to promotions.
0: Right. No. And like you said before, the counter sue is interesting because $50,000 in damages is a, is a lot less than what he's asking for. So you would think maybe if you're counter suing, I mean, I don't know if you're counter suing that you would counter sue for more. Correct.
1: Yeah, you would counter sue for more. And, and, you know, if 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 I were the attorney that was going to do this, I would do it right. I would be mm-hmm. like, okay, you owe us money and I have suffered emotional distress and that emotional distress is way above the $200,000. That's what I would do to to at least make the other side feel like, oh man, I am I may owe money versus, mm-hmm. well, all right, here's your 50 grand. Now give me the other hundred, right? right. Um, that would be my, that would have been my advice. Mm-hmm,
0: definitely. All right, well, we'll see what happens. Um, this is interesting. So Eminem filed an opposition on February 14th against Real Housewives of Potomac stars Giselle Bryant and Robin Dixon's trademark application for Reasonably Shady. That is the name of their podcast. So in documents that were obtained by Page Six, Eminem says he believes his brand will be damaged if they are issued the trademark for the broadcast. He also said that Reasonably Shady can cause confusion in the minds of, of consumers who have known him by his moniker Slim Shady and Shady since the late 90s. He's exclusively used the name Slim Shady and Shady for Entertainment Services since 1998 and owns the trademark for Shady to use on his merchandise. His objection came weeks after they filed to trademark their podcast name with the intent of selling products, you know, water bottles, lip gloss, sweatshirts, hats, the whole nine yards. So the reps for um, the two housewives have not commented on this, but does Eminem have a good case? Does he own the name Shady?
1: Well, uh, yeah, he, he does. He has, he does own a name shady. I think what the courts are going to come in, this is very technical stuff. People that have the science background are the ones who litigate this, this is a separate patent bar. Uh, but basically, what it's going to boil down to is, is there a reasonable uh, chance that there's going to be a, um, a confusion, right? With reasonably shady, excuse me, um, with with his name is shady being associated with the podcast that's being done for commercial purposes. Right. I think that's the key here. Like you're trying to make money using something that I've made famous, even though you're kind of changing it. And I think that is an important distinction. He's like um, he, he would be he is going to, I think, have a very, very good argument to that because he is the reason they would probably choose that name.
0: Right. No, it's true. I mean, as a kid in the 90s, like uh, as soon as you hear the name Shady, you think of uh, Slim Shady. No, that's so true. So, I mean, do you think that this could, I mean, I guess, like you said, this could kind of hurt his image. So if they are denied the request for the trademark, can they still keep the reasonably shady name for their podcast, just not sell the merch?
1: um yeah actually i don't know the answer to that okay. uh, but 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 i think the motivation is that they're going to make money off it and he's like you can't make money off using use of my name i don't know if there's an exception maybe he, he will withdraw his objection mm-hmm. um because it's just you know it's a par- you know, b- basically it's kind of yeah, it's entertainment using his name uh but i think if he's dug in his heels this hard i don't think he'll allow it i'd be like listen you can't use it you can't use it you cannot use it whether you make money or not you cannot get a patent you cannot get anything using the word shady at all for entertainment purposes which i think is a is a very good argument if sh- if the word shady is out there on a national level even on a local level and you uh, he he is the reason most people would will will try to figure out well is that is he associated with this or not
0: right no I, and you make a good point because they i think they part of their podcast is on patreon so people do have to pay to listen to this so it seems like maybe they'll be forced to change their name completely
1: yeah i don't i don't think the argument that a housewife would say i would do something Without any expectation, of compensation will fly.
0: That is very true. Well, Ron, thank you so much for your insight. It was great getting the chance to talk to you. And this was wonderful. Thank you so much.